Would you like to 10X your productivity and stop feeling so overworked and overwhelmed? Welcome to the Extreme Productivity Podcast with New York Times bestselling author and Inc. 500 entrepreneur, Kevin Cruz. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You know, looking at my calendar today and the days ahead, I'm reminded by you know, why we do this, why we want extreme productivity with less stress, of course. Tonight, I'm taking my son to a Trenton Thunder minor league baseball game. It's part of his school's uh, father-son uh, trip, special event. Tomorrow, my daughter is, I'm going to see her off to her senior prom, senior in high school. Uh, there's soccer games this weekend with my son that I'll be going to. I just booked a half-day walking tour in Venice, Italy for me and my middle daughter, Natalie. Uh, we'll be going in August, just a special trip. And I can do all this kid stuff, dad stuff, parenting stuff, family stuff, because I am wired in throughout the day. I'm massively productive, and I just know that I get so much more done than mere mortals out there. And you can too. If we can achieve extreme productivity at work, we will have the time and the energy to spend with our family or to just, hey, sleep, read, exercise, whatever it is you want to do. Now, in the last episode, I shared two productivity secrets from two super fast professional writers. In this episode, we're going to get a lesson in minimalism from the Dalai Lama. But first... If you want to print out a copy of my 3210 email mastery system so that you can cut your email processing time in half and get to inbox zero, doesn't cost you a thing. All you need to do is text the word achieve to 44222 or head on over to my website, productivity-podcast.com. So what does the Dalai Lama keep in his small red bag? <laughs> My favorite story about the Dalai Lama was from an article in uh, the newspaper, The Globe and Mail, way back in 2002. Well, that was a long time ago. Now, Dalai Lama, you know, he travels around the world all the time, teaches people about Buddhism, the plight of the Tibetan people, and has a... As a monk, you know, he doesn't have a lot of possessions, but he always is known for carrying around a small red bag wherever he goes. And according to this uh, reporter who covered his event, uh, someone in the audience asked him, their question was, what do you have in your bag? What do you keep in your bag? So the Dalai Lama immediately opened it up and pulled everything out for people to see. He says he carries this bag with him always, wherever he travels around the world. What's in it? A chocolate bar, <laughs> a case for his reading glasses, a toothbrush, some Kleenex tissues, and then he pulled out a single piece of candy, which he promptly unwrapped and popped into his mouth. <laughs> so the question is, like, why do I like this story so much? Why do I love what the Dalai Lama, what his prized red bag possessions are. I mean, think about how much stuff do you carry with you when you travel? And is too much stuff in your life, in your, in your metaphorical bag of life, is it taking 
away from your time? Is it taking away from your enjoyment? Is it taking away from your ability to enjoy the present? As I like to say, you know, one of my rules, more stuff, more work. You know, most of my friends at this point, um, former business partners and colleagues and neighbors, you know, most of them, they all have second homes. Uh, some of them have a, you know, a penthouse in New York. Uh, you know, I live out in the suburbs of, in Bucks County outside of Philadelphia. A lot of people have shore homes, uh, beach homes down at the Jersey Shore. Uh, some have ski cabins in the Poconos. And my friends are always shocked that I don't have a vacation home. I don't have a second home that I go to during the summer or to ski from in the winter. I don't ski. <laughs> What they don't realize that, you know, I listen very carefully when they talk about their vacation homes or their second homes. And I never really hear them talk that much about all the joy they're getting from them. They don't usually talk about their homes and talk about how much fun they're having. What I usually hear is I'm hearing about their second homes when they have to deal with like the home got broken into, you know, and was robbed over the weekend and they've got to deal with the police and find, you know, someone to go put in a new window and new locks or something. You know, I remember hearing about all their shore homes when Hurricane Sandy put three feet of water in their first floor and, you know, they had to completely deal with that and got the home, deal with insurance and all of that. I definitely hear about it when they say they've rented the home out you know, for the summer because they weren't going to use it or for a certain month when they were going to be at another one of their homes and the people they rented it to trash the place. And now they're fighting with the renters to try to, you know, get it, get money to get it fixed up. So the second home is just one example to show a truth that really all objects come with a cost, you know, maybe a financial cost. And I think usually a mental cost and a time cost. You know, the bigger the house you have, the more rooms there are that need to be cleaned. Um, every electronic gadget, I like electronic gadgets. And then I buy them and get them or they get shipped to me or whatever. And I realize, oh man, I need to take the time to set it up, learn how to use it. You know, it needs to be stored somewhere. I got a Bluetooth parrot with my cars or whatever. You know, ultimately they break and they need to get fixed. Um uh, you know, swimming pools and, and hot tubs, you know, they need to be cleaned and repaired and chemicals. You know, all these things, they do come at a cost. You know, there's an old joke, I'm sure you've probably heard it, about uh, the guy who buys a boat, you know, fishing boats. He has this dream of just going out on the ocean or going out on the lake, you know, fishing on his, his summer weekends. And they always say the same thing. The two best days of his life were the day he bought the boat in the day he sold the boat because <laughs> boats are a lot of work. I mean, I've never owned one, but I've certainly been out on them and with my friends and you know, it's a lot of work to, to prep the boat and get it ready to go out on the water. And then you come back and you dock it and you got to put everything away and lock it up and hose it down and clean the boat. And you got to get the boat into the water at the beginning of the season, out of the water and rent docks and there's insurance and you know, all kinds of stuff best day of their life is when they buy the boat. Second best day of their life is when they sell the boat. And, you know, I, look, I don't have boats. I've got three cars right now and I'm thinking about getting rid of them because, uh, it does seem with three cars every single month, it's like one needs an annual inspection or the registration is due or insurance needs to get renewed, or I've got a flat tire. I've had, oh my God, I think I've had three or four flat tires in the last four or five months. 
um, you know, their time for an oil change, whatever it is, every month there's some time thing I've got to do, some mental energy I've got to do for these cars. Now, look, not all things are bad. We don't all have to become Buddhist monks and give up all of our possessions. You know, I've got expensive toys. I have some some mementos. I love my flat screen TVs and my Kindle and my MacBook Air. But we just have to remember, you know, think twice before we buy more things, before we acquire more things. You know, we don't need to, to put everything into one small red bag, but let's take some inspiration from the Dalai Lama, who clearly doesn't need a lot of stuff in order to feel happy, in order to feel at peace, in order to feel like he's making a difference. So how can we apply all this Dalai Lama talk uh, to our day job, to our real world life? Well, you know, one thing that minimalism, which is really what we're talking about, reminds me of is also like the 80-20 rule, Pareto principle. And that's, you know, the rule that says usually you get 80% 80 of the results from about 20% of your effort or activities. Uh, 20% of sales representatives usually generate about 80% of a company's sales. 20% of your customers, your best clients are going to be giving you 80% of your profits. Um, in software, they say like 20% or less of software bugs will cause 80 to 90% of the major crashes. So instead of just trying to get everything done, of course, it makes sense for us to focus on the minimal 20%. You know, 80-20 is a form of minimalism. And so, you know, at work, think of all the stuff you spend your time on in any given day or any given week. How many of them are really linked to maxing out your bonus or to the goals on your annual performance review? You know, how many of those things are going to get noticed uh, to the point where you're going to get that next promotion? You know, I'll bet you could dial back, become minimalistic in terms of what you are spending your time on. And when it comes to stuff in our life, acquiring more things, just remember the time cost. Just remember how little is in Dalai Lama's little red bag. All right, my friends, if you like this episode, make sure you don't miss the next one. Subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher and next week, listen in as I explain why everyone needs a personal assistant. And I'm sure you're like, yeah, I do. And I'm going to even say how you can get one or kind of get one, even if you think you can't afford one. Until then, remember, master your minutes to master your life. Hey, if you like this podcast, you're going to love the LeadX Academy at leadx.org. If you didn't know, LeadX is actually my company, and we have dozens of video-based courses that are designed to help you to achieve your full potential. And I personally teach you courses via video like how to cure procrastination, how to stop time thieves, how to cut your email inbox traffic in half, how to get to inbox zero with the 4D habit, how to minimize your meeting time, and how to maximize your focus and energy and so much more. And every month we're adding new courses, new webinars, and new resources. You could check it all out, no cost. There's a free trial at leadx.org.
Until next week, remember, we all have the same 1,440 minutes a day. Master your minutes to master your life.